Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Punishment Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Punishment Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin the show with this evening's commentary piece. We have to chase a million honey and no remorse and no more Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Plansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host. Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, What's Next for Wokeism? 25 years ago, I told a friend that we would likely bear witness to the acceptance and even protection of several abhorrent social or political practices. That came true, but it didn't stop there. We've witnessed a disturbing sea change in how we view these new social norms, norms at which we once shook our heads. How could I have predicted this? I simply recognized the downward trajectory of what used to be considered normal to surmise what could be next. During the 1980s and 1990s, the social norms listed below were largely unacceptable. Eventually, the practices became mainstream through the strident promotion by activists and ineffective pushback by traditional institutions. They are open open homosexuality, coupled with the very public promotion of the lifestyle, gay marriage, transgenderism, sex by consenting children with young adults, open borders, anti-capitalism, the acceptance of recreational drug use as acceptable behavior, rampant crime and reduced punishment, society no longer requires work to live, and single-parent constructs as equal to two-parent families. Take a moment to reread this list. Nothing surprises us anymore. History teachers, history teaches us that radical social change usually ends badly, even for progressives. All of the above continues to have a significant stigma for many Americans. There is general agreement that promoting negative moral or societal values can and usually will have a delirious, deleterious effect on society. With no national debate, the redefinition of our country has almost been achieved. Today, our ability to be shocked must surpass a very high threshold. The philosopher Alan Bloom once lamented, 
There is one thing a professor can absolutely be certain of. Almost every student entering the university believes, or says he believes, that truth is relative. Within this nugget is contained the oxygen, gas, and rocket fuel for everything that has happened to our old values and aspirations. One of my editors told me yesterday, you have your truth, I have my truth. Could that be right? Unequivocally, unabashedly, and frankly, no. Truth is truth. One plus one equals two. Our society must be based on the acceptance that life is not situational. Run faster than the tiger chasing you, or you will die. We sometimes find the truth we believe is ultimately incorrect, but it does not change the premise that some things are unequivocally true. They're very much in vogue today. We must reject moral relativism. I had to go to an Australian source to find an original definition that woke revisionists have not yet sanitized with newspeak language. The next great anti-leap for society is just around the corner and coming sooner than you might imagine. What do you think it might be? Consider for suicide of the old, sick, mentally impaired, or others who are voraciously consuming the resources meant for a useful, woke society. In decades past, these members of society have been called useless eaters. Several recently published articles appear to be preparing for the impending shift to a new norm, similar to the chain of events with the societal pivots notated above. Certain writers, those with a nihilistic and left-wing worldview, are sowing seeds for what should be a revolting idea, exterminating costly citizens. Exhibit 1. A Yale professor of economics suggested that older people in Japan should die by mass suicide. That comes from the New York Times. In interviews and public appearances, Yashuki Narita, an assistant professor of economics at Yale, has taken on the question of how to deal with the burdens of Japan's rapidly aging society. He said, I feel like the only solution is pretty clear, he said during one online news program in late 2021. In the end, isn't it mass suicide and mass seppuku of the elderly? Seppuku is an act of ritual disembowelment that was a code among dishonored samurai in the 19th century. Indeed, we may see that idea already becoming reality here. 18% of all suicides are committed by older adults. Narita rationalizes the need for older people to kill themselves by making an economic argument, noting that Japan's shrinking population cannot easily feed, support, or care for its elderly and still provide everything the younger generations demand. 
This professor, professor is pushing nothing less than genocide. Exhibit 2. Preparing the Ground Campaigns designed to change attitudes and demonize those opposed precede every societal change of view. Here's an example of an article that made an elderly suicide pact somehow romantic, practical, and uplifting. It may seem practical on some level to end pain or accept or escape the financial limitations of living, but the ultimate effect on society by debasing life is devastating. Such abdiction of a family's responsibility to care for our elderly should make us feel evil and selfish. Civilization should delegate, even demand, the responsibility for elder care be carried out by our children. Exhibit 3. Created as a response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Great Reset is an initiative by the World Economic Forum to urgently build the foundations of our economic and social systems to a fairer, sustainable, and more resilient post-COVID future. The problem is that WEF sees overpopulation as a problem, particularly when individuals are unproductive. Davos anti-chambers and side rooms discuss population control and have discovered that manipulating health care is a viable way forward. If you are 65 and older in the United States, you already know about denied services like colonoscopies beyond a certain age. Remember, Obamacare was infamously panned for its death panel association. Routine denial of needed procedures, especially for the elderly today, seems to validate the assertion. The reasons have more to do with economics than medicine, as many women have discovered when seeking life-saving mammographies past 40 or even 80. Efficacy and safety were always our standards, but today federal officials develop budgets each year for health care that reflect choices that are then restricted by government policies and Medicare. Private insurance looks carefully at what restrictions the government mandates and gladly agrees to save their bucks. Already in Europe, Assisted suicide is routinely practiced for non-life-threatening conditions, such as depression, psychiatric disorders, even when the patients are teenagers. How this fact strikes you is telling. You have a debased view of life if you think this is not abhorrent. If you have never heard of this, it's happening more frequently than you can imagine, and no doubt, Wokesters in the U.S. see this as the next step in their long march to the vision of a just and equitable society. It has been said that suicide is the cruelest skeleton in a fan closet. I believe there is no comparison between voluntary assisted suicide of an individual versus state-sponsored 
or endorsed suicide, ostensibly professed for the betterment of society. This amounts to nothing more than genocide. Talking of an individual's responsibility to the state or endorsing some ethical imperative to remove oneself from this earth to appease the horde is morally reprehensible. This is nothing more than another notch in the belt of some true believers who seek a just society based on theories of diversity, inclusion, and equity, which spells die. These monsters are a death cult that sees everyone as fair game for elimination in the name of societal progressiveness. looking for a fight, you'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Come on down. The price is always right at the American Heritage Store. We've got all your pro-white needs at reasonable prices. Tell them what we got, Paul. Okay. We've got belt buckles, hats, pins, flags, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and items too many to mention here. Go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and tap on the American Heritage Store banner and see for yourself. No mask required here. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for sticking around. Uh, if you notice, I kind of sound like Rudolph, uh, the red-nosed reindeer, talking through my nose uh, this evening. Uh, I've been sick for uh, quite some time now, uh, and it only seems to be getting worse. Uh, but uh, uh, that's why. Uh, also, uh, I had a trio of articles sent in uh, from a loyal listener to the show, Free Dude. Uh, during the break there, uh, I managed to delete two of the trio of uh, articles. Uh, one was about a white uh, person that was uh, filing a, a lawsuit against a uh, black college uh, for discrimination, and uh, one was uh, talking about uh, places uh, that are going to send uh, non-armed police officers to what they call uh, non-violent situations. Uh, free dude, I apologize. I had the trio set there, ready to go. Uh, I have them written, written down on paper here, and uh, uh, electronics are not my friend. 
uh, as I was scanning these and getting them in order, uh, I ended up uh, deleting two. So I apologize uh, for that free dude, but I did save I, I did save one. I have one story uh, left. Also, I want to bring uh, mention to uh, Jimmy. He's a loyal listener to the show as well. Uh, you had sent me uh, something and asked if I had heard about it, uh, and I had not. Uh, I haven't been uh, feeling well, and I wasn't uh, going through the news that I normally do, so uh, I missed that, and uh, I didn't have time uh, to add that uh, to this evening's show, so I apologize to uh, Jimmy uh, as well. Uh, this this article that I did uh, manage not to uh, erase uh, comes from MSN.com. The headline is, New York City plans to dole out $21,500 each to 2020 Black Lives Matter protesters. Can you believe that? Twenty-one Over $21,000 to each uh, protester. Now let's see uh, how they picked uh, which protesters. Because, well, rioters is what they were. Uh, I can imagine what the bill would come to if they gave each black rioter uh, over $21,000. We'll have to get into the story here and see why uh, they are doing this. uh, This is unbelievable. Uh, New York City is planning to compensate protesters from a 2020 demonstration following George Floyd's death with $21,500 each in a new settlement. In the proposed settlement, the city has agreed to pay $21,500 to each member of the class action suit, plus an additional $2,500 to those who were issued desk appearance tickets. Oh, God forbid. God forbid uh, a black was asked to stand up and uh, uh, explain themselves for their animalistic behavior. Uh, uh, here, here they get $2,500 uh, for being asked uh, why they were acting like savages. Can you believe that? Uh, if it is approved by a judge, the settlement could amount to an estimated $4 million to $6 million. There were reportedly about 300 people in attendance at the protest, and roughly 90 have already settled with the city regarding alternative complaints. Uh, the class action suit participants allegedly alleged violations of their rights under the 1st, 4th, and 14th Amendment stemming from a June 4th, 2020 protest when police allegedly boxed demonstrators in. Okay, I remember this. Uh, I I remember uh, uh, this technique being used. I forget what they... Uh, I call that, but it is the same thing that happens at Mardi Gras every year. If you've ever been to Mardi Gras or you've seen it on TV, uh, at the end of the night or at the end of Mardi Gras, how the police officers on horseback corral people off of Bourbon Street. This is what they did to these uh, uh, rioters. Uh, the burning down c- cities, looting stores, 
uh, police officers use this same tactic. There's a name for it, but I can't remember uh, what it is. Uh, and now, because of that, uh, eligible for uh, over $24,000? Seriously? Uh, you know, uh, uh, law enforcement wasn't allowed to use tear gas, uh, batons, God forbid, uh, 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 firearms, uh, tasers. They, they were stripped of everything. So this is how they corralled these uh, animals. That's the best way to get them off the street, corral them like the animals they are. And uh, a lawsuit over that. Uh, it says the settlement could end up being one of the largest of its kind if approved. In 2010, a judge approved a settlement where, wherein Washington, D.C. agreed to pay $18,000 each to demonstrators who were arrested in Massey in 2000. The protesters had been arrested while demonstrating near the World Bank and International Monetary Funds Building. The settlement uh, was ultimately... $13.7 million. So there you have it. Uh, because uh, there was consequences for black people out rioting, uh, burning cities to the ground, looting, they get rewarded. They get rewarded. Can you believe that? Uh, I wish I had, uh, wouldn't have accidentally erased the other two articles because I had a team to go on. I was going to do those uh, in article, in, in order, I had a, a specific order to do those in uh, uh, that would have made it much better because this was the last one that I intended to do. Uh, maybe that's how I ended up that uh, I didn't uh, uh, accidentally erase that one. Uh, but I had an order to do them in and uh, two of them gone. I, yeah, I don't know how uh, many times. Uh, I have had a great story uh, to do on the show. I couldn't wait to do it. And fumbling around between the break there with the uh, ads and stuff, uh, fumbling around, I ended up losing them somehow. So, uh, free dude, I, I do apologize. Uh, I appreciate uh, uh, you and uh, Jimmy and uh, the several other, uh, other people, Guy, uh, sending uh, me news articles and uh I enjoy doing news articles that uh, uh, my listeners send in because, uh, you know, uh, everybody uh, should have a say. And uh, I, I do apologize, guys, for that. Uh, this last several days, uh, I've kind of been in a uh, cloud. Just not feeling well and... I almost I wasn't even going to do a show uh, this evening, but uh, the show must go on, right? Uh, this first article I'm going to do, uh, well, not first, I guess I already did the first one. Oh, good grief. Uh, the second one I have here uh, for this Tuesday evening comes from the news source Post Millennial. Uh, I did an article about this. Uh, uh, the other day, and I believe there was a, a press release from uh, the Knights Party uh, about this uh, several days ago. Uh, I, actually, I think this is uh, from the week before uh, when this was to take place. And, uh, 
that it was supposed to be this big uh, National Day of Hate. Uh, they called it a National Day of Hate because supposedly there were going to be white nationalist organizations out on the street uh, fighting for our freedoms. Uh, you know, uh, patriots that love America, love, love our people, uh, love our God, love our race. And uh, it, this was called uh, by someone, National Day of Hate. Now, you tell me how it is hate to go out and show your patriotic feelings for your country and how it is being destroyed by non-white people. That isn't racist. Listen, America is a white Christian country. This is our damn country. Uh, this country doesn't belong to any, and I mean any, non-whites. Plain and simple. I get sick and tired of hearing or seeing stories where black people claim they built America. Listen, they couldn't build their own country. Uh, if they were left to their own devices, they would be drinking from mud puddles, living in mud huts, wearing loincloths, sparing their next meal. Uh, so don't give me that. that. That makes my blood boil every time I hear that. Uh, or see a story where blacks claim they built America. You didn't build nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing. You didn't want to work back then, and you still don't. That's how I feel about it. Uh, uh, and I use this analogy all the time uh, on the show. What do we as whites work for? Food? Shelter? Clothing? What did the blacks get with their work from slavery? Food? Shelter? Clothing? So, uh, this is BS. It, it, they were not treated nearly as badly as what they claimed. Uh, there's none of them alive to claim anything uh, right now. Uh, they were treated much worse by their slave masters in Africa. You know, and also when the uh, idea of uh, reparations comes up uh, for black people. We didn't enslave black people. Their country, Africa, enslaved them. That's who enslaved them. That's who owes them money. If they feel uh, they are owed money, it's made to look like America uh, was the only place on this in the world that had slaves, and this isn't true. This isn't true at all. There are still countries that still have slavery. Uh, but anyhow, I got off track there. Uh, like I said, that makes my blood boil uh, when I think about that, and uh, just like that article uh, Free Dude sent in. Uh, being paid to riot, being paid to burn cities, being paid to loot. And all because they were brought under control. That must be a pretty effective uh, uh, maneuver to get people off the streets because they do it in Mardi Gras. I never saw anybody in Mardi Gras getting money because they were uh, uh, taken off of the streets for partying. It was not lethal. Uh, maybe uh, blacks took offense to that because that's how they corral animals. Uh, maybe. Well, well, hmm. Think about that. I'll leave that set on the table. Uh, but here, uh, get this. Now, this big to-do about National Day of Hate. And uh, guess what? Guess who? And, you know, like I said all the time about, uh, say all the time about these uh, fake hate crimes, you know, you got your Jews 
claiming somebody painted swastikas on the synagogue or in a, uh, a cemetery of theirs. Uh, it, you look at the picture of the swastika and it's not even done right. Listen, I know some neo-Nazis. I have some neo-Nazi friends. And trust me, they know how to draw a swastika. So, you know, you have these Jews out, they don't even know how to make a swastika. Uh, they'll paint it up and they get caught. It, it's happened. Uh, the same with uh, blacks, uh, uh, crimes of racism. Uh, that It was found out they did it. They perpetrated uh, what they called a hate crime. Uh, it, uh, they all do it, too. It's not just the ghetto uh, black people that do it. Uh, for another example I can think of off my head is Bubba Wallace. Uh, Bubba Wallace, the, uh, the only black uh, NASCAR driver here several years ago. Uh, and I think this is when uh, uh, Junkie George, uh, when that big to-do was going on. Bubba Wallace came out and said that uh, he found a noose hanging in his uh, garage bay. When it turned out, it was the rope to pull down the garage door, which hung there for 12 years. Uh, so you have Bubba Wallace uh, trying to get, a, get in on the uh, uh, pity me, I'm black and stupid. And you didn't hear nothing out of him, uh, nothing ever again uh, when it come out that that rope was there for 12 years. It was, it, it was his garage, to close his garage door. Uh, and here, uh, this National Day of Hate, guess who perpetrated this? Uh, you know, I actually thought it was going to be uh, a bunch of uh, patriotic white nationalist organizations going out uh, uh, in the streets and uh, proclaiming uh, our white pride. Guess what? National Day of Hate was an ADL hoax. A hoax by the Anti-Defamation League. You know, uh, ADL and uh, Southern Poverty Law Center uh, they're two of the same. They're they actually run by uh, some of the most racist people uh, there is here, uh, the Anti-Defamation League. And you know, if you look up a white nationalist organization, uh, Google it, uh, it's going to take you to this thing that says a hate group, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, they're that, they're this, uh, hateful, they're Nazi, uh, and things like that. And guess who says these things? the Anti-Defamation League, or Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, and they, they will come up also, uh, because this is a good example of how uh, the Anti-Defamation League and this National Day of Hate hoax, we're going to get into this article, but a lot of times, uh, if you research a white nationalist group, a lot of times they will talk crap on the leader of that group her organization. Uh, you know, they will say, uh, like, really bad things. Like, uh, uh, I won't name the organizations, but uh, one in particular. Uh, the leader of that group was uh, uh, blamed for stealing uh, funds. Yeah, stealing funds. And this was made up. And the reason uh, Southern Poverty Law Center does this and the Anti-Defamation League, they don't want you joining these organizations because uh, they are against uh, white, proud Americans. 
They don't want you to be proud. They can't, they can't erase you as being white. Well, they are, but that's what white genocide. Uh, but it's, it's really easy for them to, uh, you know, try to uh, keep membership down in white nationalist organizations in America because they'll make up uh, uh, false stories and false claims uh, of uh, leaders of these organizations. Uh, they try to make it look bad. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan, uh, that is a, uh, here's a good example. Uh, you know, when somebody thinks about a white organization that fights for white people, Ku Klux Klan comes up immediately. Uh, that is the first organization anybody thinks of. Well, you know, there are, uh, you know, a lot of people are mistaken. They think the Ku Klux Klan is just this one big organization in America. Now, that isn't so. There's, uh, uh, I believe, 46, uh, last time I looked, 46 different uh, Ku Klux Klans. Uh, the problem comes in, the name Ku Klux Klan is a public domain name. Anybody can use it. Uh, and I always give this uh, analogy, uh, you know, Bubba, and his friends may meet in his garage every weekend and drink beer and stand out on the corner and, uh, uh, you know, and word this and word that and, uh, you know, uh, go burn a cross in somebody's. Oh, or wait, we didn't even start that yet. But, okay, once Bubba and his buddies get good and drunk, uh, they decide, well, let's start a Ku Klux Klan. You know, they may have good intentions even. Uh, they see how America is being destroyed. But they'll uh, start this Ku Klux Klan, and then they'll go out and do what they see on uh, uh, media and other places. Uh, here, the ADL, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, how they distort what the true Ku, uh, Ku Klux Klan is all about. They distort that. So here, Bubba and his friends think that uh, uh, the Ku Klux Klan goes out and burns crosses in black people's yards. Uh, this is absolutely not the purpose uh, of the uh, Ku Klux Klan. It is not. Uh, uh, and it's not a, a burning cross, you know, like a lot of people say it. It is light, lighting a cross, a cross lighting. And what that uh, signifies is the fiery light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, you look at any... Uh, oh, uh, the church was on the tip of my tongue, but you'll probably uh, know what I mean. Uh, every cross that's affixed to one of their churches, there's flames at the bottom. You know, usually they're uh, neon uh, lights. Uh, I can't think of the name of the church, but anyhow, uh, the cross and fire goes way back, way back. This is something new that uh, uh, the Ku Klux Klan come up with. But anyhow, okay, uh, that you have Bubba and his uh, uh, band of misfits out, uh, you know, lighting crosses in black people's yards and stuff. And then as soon as the ADL gets a hold of this or the Southern Poverty Law Center, you know, they won't say, uh, let, let's see, uh, Bubba's, Bubba's Brotherhood of the Ku Klux Klan. That's, maybe that's what Bubba uh, uh, uh decided to call his faction of the Ku Klux Klan. Bubba's Brotherhood of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, when they get caught doing this foolishness, 
the ABL or the Southern Poverty Law Center, they don't say Bubba's Brotherhood of the Ku Klux Klan did this or that. They say the Ku Klux Klan did this or that. So that makes uh, all Ku Klux Klan organizations look bad. And, you know, uh, maybe Bubba and his friends had good intentions. But it's places like the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center that distort uh, the, tr the true meaning uh, of a Ku Klux Klan organization. Uh, so here, this just led into uh, to this hoax, and I, I wanted to explain a little bit uh, how the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center will twist uh, people's minds. Uh, you know, wow, they're the Ku Klux Klan. They should be burning crosses in uh, black people's yards. You know, and they, they, they turn away from the Ku Klux Klan because they think that's ignorant. Some people I've talked to actually thought the Ku Klux Klan was satanic uh, for burning uh, crosses. And, you know, I've explained to people, uh, a lot of people don't understand, that that's not a cross burning. We're not burning a cross. That is a cross lighting. And that signifies the fiery light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, when they find that out, wow, uh, I read on, uh, uh, when I Googled that, it said, that, uh, no, that uh, uh, you did that to be ignorant, to scare black people. This is where this misinformation comes from. Places like the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center. And here we have National Day of Hate was an ADL hoax. Uh, the article here, an alleged National Day of Hate against Jews scheduled for Saturday failed to materialize. And a new report is pointing the thinker of blame for putting American Jewry on heightened alert without just cause at the Anti-Defamation League. Uh, here you go. Uh, I think, uh, I'm not positive, but I think the ADL is run, uh, by a Jew <coughs> or, or Jews. So here you have, here you have again, Jews, uh, making things up, uh, you know, just to make Whitey look bad. Uh, according to the Knightsbridge research over the course of the last month, the ADL has heavily promoted the idea that a national day of hate was planned by white supremacist and anti-Semitic groups for February 25th. The ADL claimed that the national day of hate originated from a neo-Nazi group in Iowa and was endorsed and shared online by various extremist groups. All of this BS made up. Uh, the agency reported, based partially on ADL's assessment, several police departments across the nation sent out situational awareness alerts. According to some of the alerts, multiple groups, including the Goim Defense League, National Socialist Movement, Crew 319, and Clockwork Crew signed on to participate in the Day of Hate, and the event was meant as a call to action for followers to conduct in-person propaganda efforts across the U.S. Jewish organizations were warned to be on the lookout for anti-Semitic activity, including in-person demonstrations, flyer efforts, 
stickering efforts, banner drops, and vandalism. The alert also claimed that members of the hate groups have also asked their followers to document their efforts and submit photos and video footage to, uh, of their activity for use in future propaganda and recruitment videos. Oren Segal, Vice President of the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism, told the foreword, It's essentially a hodgepodge of white supremacist organizations, many of which engage in an on-the-ground activity like flyer distribution, banners, protests, that sort of thing. Now, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with flyer distribution? Now, uh, of course, of course, this shouldn't even have to be said. There shouldn't be uh, hate on a flyer. Uh, you know, uh, any Ku Klux Klan organization should be about gathering our people, the white race, God's chosen people spoken of in the Bible. We are the remnants. Our ancestors are the Israelites. Our job as Klansmen and Klanswomen are to enlighten our lost brothers and sisters. You're not going to enlighten our lost brothers and sisters coming off as a hateful organization. So, of course, uh, in my opinion, Ku Klux Klan flyers shouldn't have nooses on them, the N-word, uh, you know, uh, stupid shit like that. That's pushing our people away. That's what that's doing, not gathering, pushing. Uh, uh, so that's saying about a flyer distribution. You know what? I get on my door quite often. These little tracks, uh, the Watchtower, and I forget what the other uh, magazine is from Jehovah's Witnesses. When do you ever see a news article about the Jehovah's Witnesses out uh, pesting people? Never. And they actually take the flyer up and put it in your door. They are touching your property. And nothing said. You know what? Uh, next time you get a uh, watchtower or uh, something like that from Jehovah's Witnesses, call your local uh, police department. Call them and say, hey, uh, I'm getting this uh, uh, hate uh, stuff. This far-out religion uh, cult, I'm getting this cult uh, flyers and stuff being put on my door. I want to know who's doing it and stop it. They would laugh at you. They'd say, well, just take it out of your door and throw it in the garbage. But as soon as it is a white nationalist uh, flyer or something, oh, God, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's the end of the world. Good grief. Uh, we got to stop that. And I'm, I'm telling you something right now. You have the right to distribute. Now, you don't have the right, listen, you don't have the right to take your uh, flyers and stuff and go to a black neighborhood and plaster them uh, in a black neighborhood. Uh, that ain't gathering our people, for sure. Uh, you can't pinpoint just one person in your neighborhood that's black or uh, non-white. Uh, that's not our purpose. But you have the right, as long as it's not hateful, you have the right to distribute. Uh, you have the right from the Department of Justice. I actually have uh, a letter uh, that people that uh, uh, want to distribute 
uh, at least within the organization I belong to, the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, uh, our attorney drew up a uh, letter for us uh, when we're out distributing if we're stopped by law enforcement to give them this paper explaining to that officer that we have the right and you are infringing on our rights by stopping us, by telling us to get out of the neighborhood. And that puts an end to it. It puts an end to it when they, when they see uh, something like that. Uh, because, you know, you always have... Uh, now, I'm all for law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you always have your uh, uh, like backwoods want to be police officers. You know what I mean? It's uh, maybe a town of uh, 10,000 people, uh, and they think they're this big city cop, uh, you know, that, that likes to uh, throw their weight around. And you know what? That letter shuts them down every time, shuts them right up. Shuts them right up. I remember uh, uh, the area I live in, this was a year or two ago, uh, and it wasn't uh, the organization I belonged to. It wasn't even their flyers. Uh, and I won't name the uh, clan uh, that did it because uh, uh, my area, they're, they're close and uh, uh, they distribute in, in the area I'm in. And when the police officers in my area got these flyers, uh, you know, people called in about them, and uh, the local police department said they were going to hunt down and find out who was responsible for delivering these flyers. Well, I simply sent them uh, the letter stating, well, a copy of it, the letter stating that we have a right to distribute, that they can't stop us for distributing. It's not a crime. There's nothing to investigate. There's nothing to get down to. We have the right. By saying you are going to hunt down uh, uh, whoever is uh, putting out these flyers, you are threatening and harassing us, plain and simple. And along with that letter, I sent a, uh, uh, the Knights Party has a uh, newspaper called The Crusader, and there is a special edition uh, for law enforcement. And it explains how we are all for law enforcement, but we won't have our rights stepped on. And I sent that letter and a copy of that law enforcement edition of The Crusader to my local police department, and guess what? There was never another word said. Not a peep. Nothing. Uh, you know, uh, they may try to tell you it's illegal, but when you're equipped with the, uh, with the law, they can't dispute it. So, you know, uh, this, this ticks me off when you see the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center make it look like it's a crime because uh, white nationalist organizations uh, drop flyers or drop newspapers. Now, like I said, you can't have hateful stuff on it. Get real. That's threatening. But you have every right to show your pride for your, your race and your God. That's not threatening at all. Uh, back to your uh, article here. Uh, Oren Segal, vice president of the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism, told the foreword. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I already read that. 
after those alerts went out, Jewish security organizations across the U.S. sent out their own alerts, but stressed that there was no specific threat. National Day of Hate began to trend in the Jewish community and on social media. And soon, synagogues and other Jewish institutions were sending out their own alerts, this triggering even more agencies to send out alerts and authorities from coast to coast have warned synagogues, Jewish schools, and institutions of messages being circulated on social media, instructing like-minded individuals to drop banners, place stickers and flyers, or scroll graffiti targeting Jews and record videos of the attacks. That statement right there is a bold-faced lie. A bold-faced lie. I have never, and I know uh, several uh, Ku Klux Klan organizations, I know several uh, neo-Nazi organizations, and I know several uh, skinhead organizations, and never once were those members ever told to go out and scrawl graffiti. Never. This is where you get, and this is how this stuff spreads. You know, some kid's going to see this, think, oh, I want to be a neo-Nazi. And, you know, he may think he's doing the right thing. Uh, you know, uh, join, a, uh, say, a neo-Nazi organization, a skinhead uh, organization, or a Ku Klux Klan organization. And by him reading this, scrawled graffiti, he thinks this is what we do. So he goes out, scrawls graffiti, gets arrested. That makes the organization he belongs to look bad. And the organization didn't tell him to do this. The ADL told him through this. Uh, this is propaganda. Uh, this was done very sneaky uh, to trip uh, us up. Uh, and targeting Jews. That's BS, too. You don't have to like Jews. I per I hate Jews. That's not uh, 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 racist. You don't have to like everybody. I'm sure you know people in your life. You say, oh, I hate him. I hate her. And that's not called racist, is it? You don't have to like everybody. Now, you can't cross the line either, though. And harass people that you don't like, or uh, organizations or races you don't like. Uh, you can't be out harassing them, but you sure as hell don't have to like them. Uh, you know, they've been kicked out of 109 countries for a reason. That's saying there's 109 countries throughout the world that are racist? No, that's saying there's 109 countries that got smart about the Jews and did the best thing they could, kicked them out of their country. I say the United States make it the 110th country. Uh, here we go. The national media picked up the alerts and began running stories about the National Day of Hate. Some left-leaning outlets even began blaming Fox News and comparing the threats to the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. You know what? This is BS, too. There was a, uh, this was uh, several weeks ago, uh, and it was a bunch of homosexuals. Guess what? They breached their capital. 
They breached it. They did the same thing that white nationalists did on January 6th of 2021. And since they're queers, and that's what our uh, government says, that's the new in thing, uh, that's what we should all be, that's what we should accept uh, uh, this uh, uh, queer agenda, nothing was said. That story was buried. I'm not sure if I did it on the show or not. Uh, I'm sure I had it marked to do it. I don't know why I wouldn't have did it, uh, because uh, that was a perfect example of double standards. And also, there was, uh, since bringing up January 6th, there was infiltrators within that crowd. You don't hear them talk about that. There was actually a, uh, a Black Lives Matter activist inside the Capitol. You don't hear nothing about him, huh? You don't hear nothing about the Black Lives Matter person uh, inside the Capitol on January 6th. I heard uh, a couple of times when it first happened, and then it all got buried. The only people I know doing prison time now are white people. But it was infiltrated. It was a trap. This is how they get us. Traps. Uh, Let's see. Uh, In response, many Jewish institutions across the U.S. increased security for last Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath, at synagogues and Jewish institutions at added expense. According to King's Bridge, during our investigation and ongoing monitoring of the extremist groups, Knightbridge found no evidence that any National Day of Hate was planned outside of a few small groups with very little influence nationally. The alleged National Day of Hate failed to materialize. However, typical extremist activities such as small protests, online activity, graffiti, and the sporadic placement of flyers took place in various locations. But none of the incidents were a greater scale than most weekends. It turned out that the event planning originated on an obscure, anonymously run telegram channel with a few hundred followers. Following the nationwide game of viral telephone, many in the Jewish community began wondering where the threats originated and began pointing their fingers at the ADL for promoting the viral panic. In a statement to the post-millennial, the ADL said, has been closely tracking the National Day of Hate, which was based on evidence that white supremacist groups were coordinating hateful activities across the country this past weekend. We shared alerts with law enforcement agencies and community organizations in an event to ensure they were prepared for potential activities. There was no activities to prepare for. An ADL hoax. Uh, unbelievable. You know, uh, we see uh, blacks burning down cities, looting stores, and you know nothing's said about it. Uh, why isn't that called hate? And why isn't that actually called a hate crime? You're burning down what Whitey built. And then after, guess what, after it's destroyed, who has to pay to clean it up and rebuild? Good old Whitey. 
And out here, uh, the people that were doing the destruction, guess what? They're getting money. They're getting paid to destroy America. <clears throat> and that's exactly what it is. They're being paid to destroy America. <clears throat> you know what that's called? <clears throat> you know what you see unfolding before your very eyes? White genocide. That's what you're seeing. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, here we go. Let me find this one. Uh, here's a perfect example. This comes from the news source Me All. The headline, New Jersey White Lives Matter protest demanding justice for Adriana Cooch slammed as racist Nazis. Here you have white people. Now, I don't know who this uh, Adriana Cooch is, but here you have white people protesting, demanding justice for this white woman and her slammed as racist Nazis. But when black people do this, it's, it's, it's okay. They're doing it for equality. They're doing it to be equal. And I've said it a thousand times on the show, you can't mix uncivilized people with civilized people. You can't mix inferior with superior and think you're going to try to make everyone equal. They're not making everyone equal. What they're doing is they're destroying us. They're destroying our white future to dumb children down today to the levels of uh, blacks, plain and simple. And here, let's get into this and see uh, who this Adriana Cooch was. Uh, Ocean County, New Jersey. Adriana Cooch, a freshman at Central Regional High School, killed herself in her home in the Bayville on, very, uh, on February 3rd. Now, a White Lives Matter protest demanding justice for the tragic 14-year-old has been branded a Nazi rally. Cooch died by suicide after a 20-second clip of her being bullied made waves on the Internet. In the video, she was seen walking down a hallway when a student approached and started beating her in the face with a water bottle. She fell to the ground as several bystanders cheered from behind the camera. The video ended with someone saying, that's what you get, you stupid, uh, uh, uh. well, I don't know how to put it without actually saying it, you stupid ass bitch, uh, is what was said. Uh, the culprits were seen punching and pulling Cooch's hair, uh, while others laughed and recorded the assault following her tragic death. Four students were suspended in Central Regional High School District and Seaside Heights Superintendent uh, Trana Pialos Palanaquinides. He's a good God. Uh, and it says, you guys don't even try to be original. Nazi rally in Toms River, New Jersey today. Part of the New Jersey European Heritage Association. Their website is Balkers, a Twitter user with the handle at, eh, whatever, uh, posted on Saturday, March 4th, alongside a photo of the protest. 
Nazi rally in Towns River today, it says. Uh, you guys don't even try to be original, they added, comparing the NJEHA artwork to Nazi symbolism. Another commented, I caught it too. It looked like they weren't there long, just enough to make take some pictures hiding in the masks and then scurry back off to their mom's basement and Holiday City. Uh, justice for Adriana Cooch. Uh, while some appear to agree with the said characterization, others supported the protests and demanded justice for the, teen the tragic teenager. How are they Nazis? I just see it as white lives matter. I mean, to be honest, white lives matter too, you know, one wrote. In, in my opinion, America is a white Christian country. In America, that's the only lives that should matter, white Americans. Plain and simple. That's not racist. Uh, what do you think? Who comes first in all these other non-white countries? They're native people. And that's accepted. Around the world, that's accepted. There's only a problem when white Christian America wants to stay white Christians. Then it's a problem. Uh... That's about it for that article, but uh, and it doesn't say it didn't give any names of the students uh, that beat this uh, white girl. But I take it since they were being called since the rallies uh, were being called uh, uh, Nazi rallies, I take it that it was non-whites that beat this girl. Now, how is that any different than <coughs> when a black person uh, takes a beating? by law enforcement, and actually need it, deserve it, because they're resisting, and the blacks go out in the streets and riot, and that's called, uh, that's okay. That's okay, but it, when it's a white person, we're just supposed to shut up about it. Uh, here's how sick... Uh, America's getting. I'll just go through some uh, articles, uh, headlines here. Uh, this one comes from the new source, The Blaze. This is how bad it's getting. Pastor shoved out door, knocked flat on his back after protesting library's drag queen event for children. Now Canadian cops have charged the pastor, pastor with a hate crime. With a hate crime. Imagine that. We're not even allowed, uh, uh, as, as white Christians, we're not even allowed to uh, follow our uh, beliefs and stand up for our beliefs, which are it's God's laws. Uh, you, you know, this idea of fighting back against the uh, homosexuals in America, that's not hate. We're following God's laws. God said it's a sin, and it's a sin. It was then, and it is now. And here, a pastor charged with a hate crime for uh, trying to break up uh, a queer story hour. Uh, my goodness. This is just how unsafe uh, white children are. Uh, this one, I may get into this if it's not too long of an article, uh, because I found the headline really interesting. Uh, this comes from WashingtonTimes.com. 
Uh, now, I don't know who this uh, uh, person is, but the headline is, When Black Marxist Angela Davis Found Out Her Ancestors and Slaves. Uh, television proved fittingly delicious last week as Angela Davis learned she was a descendant of Puritans who came over on the Mayflower, men who fought in the Revolutionary War, and others who owned slaves. Uh, I can't believe this, she said when Henry Louis Gates Jr., hosted of PBS Television's Finding Your Roots, revealed that she is a descendant of William Brewster, a Puritan leader who landed at Plymouth Rock in 1620 and signed the Mayflower Compact. Miss Davis has been an outspoken advocate of reparations and critical race theories. According to today's leftists determined to rewrite U.S. history via the 1619 Project, Miss Davis' ancestors were among the original criminals who established the U.S. as a racist country. Therefore, their descendants, including Miss Davis herself, are definitionally responsible for a society they now despise. That's funny. And you know what? There are probably uh, a lot of blacks in America, uh, just like this idiot, uh, you know, screaming reparations, slavery uh, was bad, were racist. And if the roots were followed, their ancestors, black ancestors, probably had slaves, too. Uh, there were blacks in America that had slaves. They would give their slaves to uh, white uh, plantation owners to work them. But they were owned by blacks. But in Africa, blacks had to be slaves to blacks. So, you know, uh, this whole idea of being racist, is a crock. Uh, continues here. That's not all. Uh, direct ancestors on Miss Davis's brother's side were slave owners. Her white Southern ancestors didn't rape their slaves. They married free blacks and lived happily uh, with their mixed race families. So that is even a sin. And you know what? Uh, when Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, he wanted the blacks sent back to Africa. He didn't want them left here because he knew what was going to happen. He knew uh, uh, this uh, race uh, mixing. Uh, this illustrates just how silly it is to try to divide citizens of this country along simple racial lines or how simplistic it is to pretend understanding and visit the sins of long-dead generations on the living. Untold millions of 21st century blacks and white Americans have mixed blood running through their veins. And that is a shame. That is a shame. This, it, you know what it's called? It's called white genocide. The watering down of the white bloodline. And, you know, actually, too, any uh, uh, white man, even, too, uh, any white man or white woman that would have sex with a black is actually committing bestiality, too. Not just race mixing, committing bestiality. That's my opinion. 
Uh, modern DNA analysis demonstrates that we are all at least as much alike as we are different, something Miss Davis and other racists find difficult to accept. Okay, we're going to stop that right there. Uh, to say that we are a much alike as we are different is BS. It's BS. The white race doesn't have an average IQ of 70. Uh, the white race pretty much invented everything that we have today. Uh, so uh, we're not much alike. And I mentioned this before, too. If you look at, uh, if you compare the skulls of white people and black people, uh, black people's skulls match more uh, to the ape family than they do white uh, people. Uh, so there you had a black, and uh, she found out her ancestors had slaves. Uh, then we had uh, Numbnuts Joe. He was slammed for laughing while discussing brothers who died of a fentanyl overdose. Uh, uh, the uh, mother to these two children uh, slammed Biden uh, for laughing. Uh, Biden thinks it's funny because his kids were junkies. One's dead. Uh, and the other one, uh, he probably isn't far behind uh, if he keeps his drug-fueled life up. Uh, you know, fentanyl, uh, drugs mean nothing to Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, I think, thinks they're the greatest thing in the world because his kids kids were junkies. Well, one's dead. The other one's still uh, a junkie. This is why all these drugs are being legalized uh, in America. He wants everybody to be like his son. Uh, this article comes from the New York Post. The headline here is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot blames election loss on racism and gender. Uh, oh, good old Beetlejuice. Uh, she got beat out of her position as the mayor of Chicago. And then right away, right away, it's because of racism. Uh, she didn't uh, uh, call it racism uh, as a black dyke when she was elected uh, mayor. She didn't call that racism uh, after she failed miserably. Uh, as a mayor, and uh, was beat out. And I think it was the first time since 1983 that a, a, a Chicago mayor didn't win the second election. Uh, so uh, uh, this black lesbian, uh, this was the first since 1983 uh, uh, that the Chicago mayor didn't at least get two terms. Uh, and now it's racism. Uh, is it because, uh, could it be that uh, uh, you, just because you're a black uh, lesbian, uh, you're not qualified to be a leader. You know, first of all, you have to be of a superior uh, nature to be a leader. <clears throat> I do say I will miss uh, making up the memes and uh, doing the stories about this dumb black lesbian. Uh, I had quite a run. Oh, with some of her stupidity. Man, here we go. This uh, comes from uh, Bongino report. This is uh, D uh, Dan Bongino. Headline, man wins women's 1,500 meter at Canadian Masters Indoor Championships. The idea of these men uh, winning women's sports is ridiculous. You know, <coughs> 
just a few short years ago, if you would have said men were going to be competing with women in sports, now you might have been thinking, you know, a regular man, not some queer uh, that, that says he's uh, uh, a woman. You would have said, that's crazy. That's never going to happen. But uh, there you have it. Uh, here's an article from Instapundit.com. Uh, gangster government. China's CCP warns Elon Musk against sharing Wuhan lab leak report. <laughs> Get to, who, who does China think they are to tell us what we're going to report? Who do they think? You know, China has to have something uh, over Biden's head uh, that's pretty serious because now you have uh, uh, these Chinese sticking their nose in where it doesn't belong. I'm going to tell Elon Musk what he can uh, publish. Uh, you know, uh, just because China is a common uh, 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 communist country, and America's trying to get there, which that ain't going to happen. But, uh, you know, there in China, you may tell uh, your people what they're going to do. But don't bring that stuff to America. Uh, you are nobody. You are nobody here. And uh, a good news article uh, or a headline to close out with. This comes from the Epoch Times. And the headline to this is, Mississippi bans gender-affirming care for minors. Uh, th th this should be nationwide common sense to not sexually mutilate children. That's common sense. Yeah, you know, if, if, if just a few years ago, if you would have said, uh, here's going to be an article in uh, three or four years. He would say, what are you talking about? Uh, that's ridiculous. Well, uh, welcome to ridiculous. I am going to close out this Tuesday evening show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, uh, uh, Free Dude and Jimmy, uh, I apologize. Uh, Jimmy, the article you sent... Uh, I, I didn't even see because I was out of the loop there for uh, several days looking at news. And uh, free dude, I had uh, uh, this evening's show all set up to do the trio uh, at the top of the show. The, the trio of articles you sent in an order uh, that would have broken down uh, why things are happening like this in America. It was uh, three great articles, uh, and it would have worked out great. Uh, but... Uh, I screwed that up, uh, so uh, please forgive me. Uh, I'll be back here uh, on White Pride Radio with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show uh, this Thursday, March 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern, two evenings from now, so uh, tune in and check that one out. Uh, and check out the uh, new show on uh, White Pride Radio, Behind the Hood. Uh, that is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's one news article, one opinion, all in under 15 minutes. Uh, so check that out. Also look me up on VK uh, and uh, True Social. Uh, the show actually has a page on True Social, the Rust Belt Classman Show. Uh, so download the True Social app, uh, find Rust Belt Classman Show, and start to follow. Uh, I started, uh, I was only putting the shows up there on that profile. 
And I decided to uh, add some more stuff to it. There's some ads there for some books uh, 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 from Thomas A. Robb, uh, a new book coming out called uh, The Boogeyman. Uh, excellent read. Uh, these are all two uh, pro-white uh, uh, books. I don't promote anything uh, on this show that isn't pro-white. So uh, these books that I'm uh, speaking of, they are uh, pro-white. Uh, I've been putting press releases from the Knights Party uh, on that page. I've been posting uh, the sermons uh, given by Pastor Thomas Robb at the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Uh, those, <coughs> those have been uh, being posted on that page as well. So uh, check it out. I'm adding some new stuff uh, to the page. Uh, if you have any news articles, uh, that I won't erase. Uh, you can send them uh, news articles, thoughts, ideas, questions, uh, anything you got. Uh, you can send that straight to the Rust Belt Clansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Very simple, all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voicemail or a text. Uh, I read uh, every email, I read every text, and I listen to every voice message. So uh, when you s send something in, uh, you're, not, you're not being ignored. I read it. Sometimes uh, uh, I, it's not immediate uh, that I can give you a response because uh, I'm quite busy uh, with my duties within the night's party. Uh, keep me uh, pretty busy. But I'll say this, it's a labor of love. Uh, I wouldn't give it up uh, for the world, uh, but I, I do answer uh, my listeners uh, sometimes promptly, and you know sometimes it might take me a couple of days, uh, uh, but uh, I answer you. We are going to close out uh, this evening uh, in prayer, as we always do here uh, on the Rust Belt Clansman Show. My um, white brothers and sisters, uh, please bow your heads. Great God and Father, how magnificent it is that you have offered me a peace in your righteous a place in your righteous congregation, that you have desired to have me reside with you in the restored and glorified creation you are bringing to the earth. I am humbled that you would see me a lowly man and grant me the right to be called by your name. I am honored by your gift and excited to see the wonder of your fulfilled promises. Come again soon and restore your creation, taking action to wipe clean the corruption that has marred your creation for so long. You have been merciful in withholding your wrath and judgment. Draw many people to you, to your throne, by your mercy, O Lord. I long to find my peace in your household when you have established it on the earth. Thank you for your good gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we should be thankful for uh, everything uh, we have, uh, most definitely. You know, sometimes things that seem... Uh, really bad end up uh, when it happens uh, when the bigger picture shows
shows itself. Uh, and, you know, that uh, makes a lot of things that you think is uh, wrong or horrible uh, right now. Uh, it is just part of a bigger plan uh, for your uh, betterment. Uh, again, uh, I'll be back here uh, two nights from now, Thursday, March 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on White Pride Radio. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! Yeah, it dies. <laughs> it means.